What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Hello! Live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. It is Tuesday, October the 24th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 954 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College, my co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. While they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game, but guess what? It's World Series time. Well, Actually, not until Friday, but we've got the Texas Rangers in the World Series. Man, I've already been messaging with Greg Clemens this morning, uh, with Janelle uh, Bullock, uh, Bullock Finch over uh, overnight. Man, we're going to have a Kinston uh, contingent in Arlington, Texas on Friday when the World Series begins. Again, our Texas Rangers. I say our Texas Rangers, but the Texas Rangers. Three of our Down East Wood Ducks, excuse me. Three of our Down East Wood Ducks playing for them. We got Ragsdale coaching first base. We and, and just what a what a great night, man! Uh, congratulations, uh, Mr. Clemens. Now I, I got to tell you, uh, it looks like like I said, John Clemens and his wife looks like they're going. Our GM, our assistant GM. Uh, Janelle, uh, Fitch, I don't know if her husband's going with her or not, but I, I think I figured that out there. Uh, Mr. Clemens, if, uh, Janelle doesn't take her husband, you could go with her. That would be awesome because I, he, he told me that, uh, you know, the, the wife is going <laughs> with, uh, John, but, uh, man, what a great time to be a baseball fan in Eastern North Carolina. Just so awesome. Again, congratulations to the Texas Rangers, a big 11 to four win, uh, last night, and uh, that means that uh, the Texas Rangers, they are in the World Series. Uh, that was game seven of that series last night against the hated Houston Astros. And, man, how cool is that, that we knocked out the Houston Astros, the defending World Series champions. That is awesome. I know Mr. Clemens is probably cringy. He's like, we? What is this we stuff? Well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Nationals fan. I've never hidden that. And uh, <laughs> I even got him mad. I kind of pulled it. Well, I didn't kind of, I pulled against the Rangers in the, in the divisional series when they took on a uh, Scotty boys, uh, Baltimore Orioles. But you know what? I will proudly wear my Texas Rangers hat over the next few days and my wood duck stuff as again, uh, the Texas Rangers in the world series. And again, that starts on Friday. Uh, they will be taking on the winner of the Philadelphia Phillies, and the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, who will play each other in Game 7 of the National League Championship Series, which takes place tonight. That game will be at 8 o'clock on, uh, I believe it's on TBS. Yes, it's on uh, Game 7. will be at 8 o'clock tonight on uh, TBS. 
that is going to be a great game. And we've got, it's so crazy. We've got Kenston connections and that, of course, Joe Hargett, uh, one of our good friends and big sponsors here on the Brian Hank show Kings restaurant. He's a big Phillies guy. And I need to get up with him and see if he's going to be there. They were, uh, he and his lovely wife were in uh, Philly for the first two games of the series. I wonder if they'll be there tonight for that. And if I know Joe, uh, I bet he's going to do his best to try to be there tonight, too. And, man, if they make the world – or maybe he's saving money for the World Series. But, uh, like I said, Joe Hargett and uh, one of the biggest Phillies fans I know. And I know I've got other friends that are Phillies fans. But, man, uh, you tell me somebody else that's already been there for at least two playoff games. I know they were there at the beginning of the NLCS, and I think he went to a couple of games before that, too, in the playoffs. But, uh, man, and then on the other side, Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, Tori Lavolo. Uh, who was a manager then, won us two Carolina League championships when he was here with the Kinston Indians back in the middle 2000s. And, uh, he, again, he's now the manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks. So, man, just all kinds of great connections. And that's who I'm pulling for. Sorry, Joe. I love you, Joe. But uh, it would just be so good to see uh, Tory and uh, the Diamondbacks versus the Rangers. And that I know they probably won't get the kind of numbers that uh, Fox wants, uh, Fox TV wants, but I'm telling you, that would be a great series. I think it would be a lot of fun. You, you know what? That's what I like, too. I like when, you know, it's not just the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Braves or, you know, or even the Houston Astros who have been in the NLCS for the past, uh, what, seven years in a row and defending uh, World Series champions. It's good to see different teams get up there. And, I mean, the Phillies were in it last year. They lost to the Astros. So, you know what? I'm kind of in a no-lose with the NLCS because if it's the Phillies, I'm happy with that for Joe. If it's uh, the Diamondbacks, I'm happy with it for uh, our good friend Tori Lavolo. So, uh, we'll, we'll just see what happens tonight. But, again, the World Series begins Friday night at 7 o'clock. Let me tell you who's going to be on the show here today. Sorry, I had to jump out of the gates with uh, the Texas Rangers slash Down East Wood Ducks news. And I tell you what, uh, hey, uh, John Clemens, if you're listening, I will be uh, Venmoing you some money because uh, I need a sweet Diamondbacks hat with a World Series patch on it, okay? I've got I've got the one from the last uh, World Series in 2010, I believe, is when they made it. I've got the uh, 2010 uh, Rangers hat with the uh, patch on it. Now I'm going to need one with a 2023 patch on it. So, uh, yeah, uh, Greg, you, if you want to, you can go ahead and tell uh, you can go ahead and tell uh, your your son Jonathan that uh, I will be uh, sending him some money for that. Okay. Well, let's see. Clem, Mr. Clemens just sent me a message. Yes, I just said that. <laughs> Mr. Clemens, the manager of Arizona, was uh, the two-time championship-winning manager of the Kenston Indians, uh, Tori Lavolo. Yes. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I, I just said that, sir. <sighs> okay, uh, hey, today's show, joining us here in, uh, goodness gracious, I can't believe I've already been going seven minutes. Uh, joining us here in, uh, before the 20-minute mark, will be the news editor of the Carteret County News Times at CarolinaCoastOnline.com, Richard Clark. He is our NBA and hoops expert. We're going to wrap up our 2023-24 ceiling floor with him with the NBA Southwest Division. We're going to get his picks for MVP, Rookie of the Year, Champion, uh, all other all kinds of stuff. And what's neat about the Southwest Division, that's where both of our Kinston guys play. Uh, Reggie Bullock with the, uh, with the Houston Rockets and, uh, of course, uh, Brandon with the New Orleans uh, Pelicans. 
So I'm going to get him to give us some talk on that. We'll probably, uh, I'm going to have to get a little ECU. He's an ECU alum. Uh, so I'm going to have to get, uh, uh, some, uh, ECU talk out of him, uh, maybe a little NFL talk too, uh, before we jump into NBA, but, uh, NBA season begins tonight, man. You talk about a great time for sports. We're here at the end of the high school football season. This Friday night wraps up our high school football season or the regular season of it. Anyway, <coughs> we've got the playoffs starting next week and, uh, for Arundel Parrot Academy for, uh, and I got to tell you, you know, maybe I'll get to that in a moment, but I think either North Lenore or Kinston are going to make it to the, uh, to the, uh, state playoffs. Now they're going to be a low seed. Don't get it twisted. But I think the winner of this, uh, North Lenore Kinston game Friday night, uh, ends up making it. And that's our Davis wholesale tire game of the week. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, wait a minute. I just got an anonymous message here. Da, 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 da. Uh, a fun fact, in 2000, one of the current Texas Rangers attorneys played in Kinston when the 13 and under AAU National Tournament was hosted here. How about that? Thank you, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Anonymous, who uh, sent me that message there. But uh, So there you go, another uh, Texas Rangers uh, connection there for us for uh, Friday night's World Series. But... Uh, like I said, what a great time for sports world series beginning Friday, ALC or ALCS wrapped up last night, NLCS tonight, the NBA season starts. We're in the first couple of weeks of the NHL and the Carolina hurricanes, man. Uh, the NASCAR championship race is down to its final two races. Uh, what else? What else was college basketball right around the, uh, right around the corner too. I'm telling you, man, this is a great uh, high school basketball right around the corner. Heck, uh, Matt Grantham from uh, LCC messaged me last night. LCC basketball getting ready to start. Uh, just, man, what a great time to be alive if you're a sports fan. That is absolutely for sure. But guess what else is happening this weekend? I, I, I'll let you guess. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that too. Hey, it's going to be the fourth annual True Smoke Barbecue Smokeout is this Friday at Chris Hatcher Estates. That's at 3299 Fred Everett Road in LaGrange. Uh, the architect of that event and the co-founder of the True Smoke Facebook page, David Watkins, he will be joining me on the Spence Automotive guest line to uh, just give a big preview of it. I know Linda's excited about this because I am. We are both going to be judging food contests I believe Thursday night and uh, maybe even on Saturday too. Uh, I'll find out about that from David, but man, guys, put it on your schedule, put it on your calendar. Like I said, it starts Thursday night. It'll go uh, all day Friday. In fact, the Brian Hanks show will be live from the true smoke, uh, barbecue smoke out the fourth annual true smoke smoke out. Uh, this Friday morning will be live, uh, there from seven to 9 a.m. We'll have all kinds of great guests for you. Uh, I mean, David will join us again there. We'll have Hatch joining us. Uh, and just uh, pe uh, people poking in and saying hello. I know Will Hardy will be singing the national anthem again, as he does. Uh, he's done for the past several events. Uh, just I love, uh, I love how he sings and how he performs the national anthem. He'll be doing that, and it'll be live here on uh, betonthebull.com and on, uh, Brian, on the Brian Hank Show, too. So very excited about that. So our two guests today, Richard Clark here in just uh, a few minutes, uh, in less than 10 minutes from right now, as we'll talk 
NBA and uh, and hoops and ECU and NFL and all that with him. And then in our second hour, uh, we will have uh, live on our Spence Automotive guest line, uh, <clears throat> our good friend David Watkins from uh, the True Smoke uh, True Smoke Barbecue Facebook page and this great event, uh, the fourth annual. There will be hundreds of people out there for that. Guys, make your plans come out there. It's absolutely free. And I know you're sitting there going, oh, well, you got to pay something to go out and eat. No, you don't. Go hungry. Go have a good time. Meet some of the folks. Meet David and Chris Hatcher and uh, Ryan Stevenson and all the folks from uh, True Smoke Barbecue. Uh, it's it's just going to be a fun, fun, fun event. And, again, just a ton of great food. And go hungry because it's all free. The entire – if you're just going out there as a fan, if you're just going out there as someone that loves barbecue – you are going to have a good time. Now, you're going to have the opportunity to buy stuff if you want to, but the food is free, the fellowship is free, and it's just going to be a great time. It uh, begins uh, about midday Thursday. It'll go all day Friday, all day Saturday, and David's going to tell us all about that, like I said, in our uh, second hour today. And then, again, we'll be live from there on Friday. Mr. Clemens, you ought to come up here for that from uh, from Swansboro and hang out with us and uh, – and uh, eat some good barbecue, and it's just going to be a great time, man. I mean, and again, hundreds of people turn out for that. They're going to have uh, plenty of competitions. If you want to enter something, you need to listen to uh, David Watkins here as uh, he'll be telling us all about that in our second hour. One more time, and I know I talked about it some yesterday. I was up against the clock about it a little bit yesterday, but I did want to just brag again on uh, just a great job that uh, Allie Warnock and Stacy Heath Jackie Elmore, Lily Elmore, Carmen Barnes, Burt Bird, Chris Moore, Matt and Alex Stanback, and dozens of volunteers uh, brought you Bradfest over the weekend. And I'm still reeling from it. It was just so awesome. I mean, hundreds of people. And in fact, we estimated, it was my estimate and a couple others too, at the, at the peak of it around 4.35 o'clock on uh, Saturday, there were about 1,500 people turned out for Bradfest on, uh, on Saturday out at Pearson Park. Just an amazing time. And like I said, just it was all over Facebook again yesterday. Just everybody just, I don't even know the right word to use here, just, just reliving it. And what a great time. The, the five great bands that were a part of it and, just talk about fellowship and fun. I mean, it was. I mean, it was like a family reunion out there. But, uh, man, uh, thank you so much. Allie Warnock, Stacy Heath, again, all the folks, uh, Jackie Elmore, Lily Elmore, uh, Brad's widow and his daughter, and then all the other folks that uh, put that thing together. I can't believe they <laughs> – that was an event that – listen, I used to love sand in the streets. I, I'm not going to get into it. I wish it was still around. I don't know uh, why they uh, why organizers are having a hard time putting it together, but uh, Saturday proved that you get this community together, we will go out and support it. I mean, there were 35 vendors or so, 30, 35 vendors. There were five or six food trucks out there, and it just was a great time. I know Linda and I had a blast. We were out there early. We had our chairs set up at 1.30. For the fir first show at two, we enjoyed all the bands, and they got and they, all the bands were good. But I'm telling you, man, uh, Allie had uh, Allie and Stacy had told you guys how good the Mac and Juice Quartet was. That was as good a, a band as I've heard in a long, long time, and they did a just fantastic job. They jammed some, they played some, 
everybody was up gathered around the stage for their final show for that show that lasted at least an hour hour and a half in fact in the interest of full disclosure i even left early because uh i i, I was tired i had been out there you know i i know Allie and stacy are probably going what are you talking about we were out there at eight o'clock and but i got tired i left before the final song it was just an awesome 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 show and i can't wait for 2024 um I, I, I got to tell you that I, I think there's a good chance. I think Pearson, it'll be at Pearson park. Potentially. I'd love to see it out at Granger stadium for them to check out the schedule at Granger stadium and see when the uh, wood ducks are out of town, but maybe uh, have it there. But again, congratulations to, uh, Allie and Stacy and Jackie and Lily and Carmen, Bert and Chris, all the folks out there that helped put that thing together because it was, it was awesome. It was incredible. Man, <laughs> I said this, uh, you know, I am seated. So I said it a couple of times, or at least one time when I was up on stage and, um, <clears throat> I had a chance to get inside the brain of, uh, Allie Warnock a little bit, uh, as she had her organization book and, uh, I had to pull something out of it. I can't remember sponsors or something to announce them up on stage. And, uh, Linda saw the book and was just raving about it too. I mean, everything was color coded. I mean, she, she had that thing put together pretty well. That was awesome. But, uh, man, I know I saw a ton of friends out there, and uh, everybody had a good time. So, again, uh, this will probably be the last time we'll talk about it until we get ready for it next year. But uh, congratulations to all the folks for Bradfest. It was just an amazing, amazing time. Uh, again, uh, Major League Baseball playoff update. Uh, don't forget, the World Series begins on Friday. I'll definitely have a Kinston connection with the Texas Rangers there, that's going to be a lot of fun. And, again, game seven tonight. Man, I ought to message Joe and see if he's going to be in Philadelphia tonight because my money is on – I think he probably will, but we'll see about that. Maybe we'll, If he does go tonight, then we'll try to get him on the show tomorrow to talk about it. Okay. Um, hey, let's uh, just hit Friday night's football games one last time. Uh, this past week, North North defeated South North 20-12. Uh, Parrot Academy fell to Wayne Christian, 32 to 12. Uh, Green Central fell 47 to 8 to Farmville Central. Uh, Bethel lost to uh, Pungo Christian, 53 to 6. Uh, Kenston and Aiden Grifton were off last week. They will both play this week, and we'll get to that here in a moment. But uh, how about this? Uh, Jones Senior played last night. Their game was postponed from uh, Friday night to last night because of the rain that came through on Friday night. And it was uh, another tough game for the Trojans of uh, Jones Seniors. They fell 55 to nothing to Pamlico County. The Trojans are now 0-9 this season. They're 0-3 uh, in Carolina 1A play. Uh, they've now been outscored 452-22 to this season. They've been shut out seven out of their nine games. So uh, it's been a tough, tough, tough year for Jones Senior. But you know what? Uh, kudos to them for not giving up. They are still playing out the, their uh, their season. They've got one last game coming up this Friday night. We'll tell you about it here in a moment. But I uh, just hate it for the Trojans of Jones Senior. Uh, some some good kids, some good coaches over there hate uh, this season that they're going through right now. Uh, the Hurricanes of Pamlico County, they improved to 3-6 and six overall, 3-1 and one in conference play. Uh, how about uh, this week's games? Uh, we've got uh, – uh, two teams that are off South Lenore is off. Their season is actually complete as they finished one and nine overall. Oh, and six in uh, the East central two a, uh, green central is, uh, will be off this Friday night, but they're going to very, I mean, in fact, I think it's almost a lock that they're going to be in the playoffs. 
and uh, we'll find out what their playoff positioning will be on Saturday as the NCHSAA will announce that. But this week's games, we've got the Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week. It is Kinston, who is three and six overall. They are one and four in the East Central 2A. They are uh, traveling to Wheat Swamp to take on North Lenore, who is two and seven overall, coming off that big win over South Lenore on Friday. They're two and seven overall, one and four in the conference. And uh, I said it a couple minutes ago, and I mean it. I think the winner of this game makes it to the state playoffs. Again, now they're not going to have a home game, and they're going to be traveling uh, <laughs> to uh, a number one seed, but I really think uh, the winner of Kenston North Nor this week will do that. It'll also be the championship game for the Jimmy Smith Cup. Very excited about that. North Nor coming off winning the Bragging Bowl against South Nor this past uh uh, Friday night, they've got a chance to put another trophy in their locker room as they will be taking on Kenston. Uh, Kenston has won a, since we started this thing in 2005, and it's had several different names. It was a Free Press Cup for a while. It was a Freedom Cup. It was a Halifax Cup. It is now, as for the past few years, it's been the Jimmy Smith Cup, which is what it will be forevermore. But uh, the Jimmy Smith Cup will be decided this uh, Friday night. Whoever wins this game between Kenston and North Lenore, We'll uh, take that bad boy home. Uh, Kenston has won it every single year except for 2005 when South Lenore won it and 2016 when North Lenore won it. But I got to tell you, I think it's going to be a good game. I'm not making my pick now. I'm going to wait until uh, we do the Real Discount Drugs pregame show, which will begin at 5 o'clock on uh, Friday afternoon. Kickoff for the games at 7. But myself, Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith, uh, Paul Whittington, Jason Bryant, our good friend and and just incredible statistician, uh, uh, Keith Spence will be uh, making our picks. I, I don't even know. I know I did very, very bad this past week. I picked Green Central to win. They lost. I picked Parrot Academy to win. They lost. I'm trying to remember. I, I know I'm pretty sure I picked, a, I, I picked East Duplin to beat Wallace Rose Hill. I lost that one. So, uh yikes uh I, I it's easy to say i'm going to end up finishing last <laughs> this year in our picks uh, but I'll, I'll be uh i'll be trying to pick some upsets this coming week too though uh to try to get back into it so there you go but uh like i said kinston north of north this friday night parrot academy is going to be at rocky mountain faith christian uh bethel christian academy will be at wilson community christian aiden grifton will be at home against washington Jones Sr. will be at home against Chocowinity Southside. So, uh, and again, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, South Lenore and Green Central are off. Uh, South North season complete. Green Central will be awaiting playoff positioning. So there you go. Hey, on top of it too, uh, I believe what, uh, well, you guys heard uh, Jay Wilson on a pregame show last week. He said if, uh, if he's able to make it, he's going to be up in the booth with us helping call the uh, North Nor uh, Kenston game. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I love having Coach Jay Wilson and uh, Hall of Fame Coach Jimmy Smith up there at the same time. I learn a little bit more about football every single year when I have them. So, uh, I'll uh, tell you what, let's get Richard Clark on the line with us here. But as we do that, let me thank uh, our good friends over at Lenore Community College. For 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. 
LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you so much, Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at LCC for being the title sponsor of Yield Brian Hank Show. And joining us on our uh, Spence Automotive guest line right now, uh, you heard us talk about him earlier. Uh, he is the uh, news editor of the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com, our NBA and hoops expert. Uh, dude, did we time this perfectly or not? We're going to wrap up our 23-24 ceiling floor with the Southwest Division. We're going to get all your picks for MVP, Rookie of the Year, and all that on the first day of the NBA season. I can't say that we actually, you know, that we we planned for it to happen that way, but uh, as far as the listener knows, they, they think that's what we did, okay? Yeah, my, my father would say something like something along the lines of a blind squirrel or a, <laughs> the sun shines on a dog, one of those sayings. Or, or a clock uh, being correct twice a day or right, something like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, he <clears throat> he probably wouldn't be too far off there, okay? How you doing this morning, Rich? <laughs> I'm good. How are we? I'm doing really good. I Your Cowboys didn't play this weekend, so I don't hear any pain in your voice, uh, so... Uh, what do you do when when your Cowboys are off? Do I mean do you just sit and watch all the other games, or do you, yeah, go, do, you go watch. do some yard work or uh, take no, your fiance? Absolutely out to... not. <laughs> absolutely not for either one of those. No. <laughs> so what do you do? My, on my excuse. I actually watched some of the other games without any, you know, just watched them uh, without any fanfare, except for the Monday night game or the Sunday night game. I didn't watch that. Yeah. I don't blame you on that. Although it was a good game, though, man. I mean, I yeah, I can't stomach the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, but you could have pulled for the Dolphins, though. Yeah, but I knew the Dolphins are like are actually like my Cowboys. They're they're a finesse team that's good against teams that aren't very good, but I don't think they're very good against the good teams. Well, I don't. Uh, I, I heard some stat like the Dolphins, the teams that they've beaten are like five and twenty eight or something record wise. Wow. Well, right. what, what in the world? You said you watched a little bit of last night's game, and I got or you watched last night's game. I only watched a little bit of last night's game, and dude, I just don't get it, man. I mean, and I know the old adage, and I know you're you're not a cliche person. I am, but uh, I know any given Sunday or slash Monday, whatever. But there, if the Forty ers and the Vikings play each other ten times, the Forty ers should win that game nine out of ten times, or maybe even ten out of ten times. It's almost like. <clears throat> My Cavaliers beating uh, the Tar Heels on, or I'm sorry, the Tar Heels <laughs> on Saturday. How, how, right. about, how about that, by the way? Just wrecked their season. <laughs> they were right there, proposed, poised to make some real noise and just wrecked their season. <laughs> mm. and, and Virginia's terrible. Uh, dude, They're not even a, the third best team in Virginia. Uh, dude, they may not be the fifth best team in Virginia, man. I mean, and that's been proven this year to this point. That's what I'm saying. That's what makes it. Let me say this. This is what makes that so much sweeter, Rich, is that this is the worst team in 40 years. Seriously, for Virginia. It really is, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty I'm going bad. Back to the early and then they have reason. Yeah, and they had reason because of what happened, and, know, and they but, rebooted the program and all that stuff. But, but, it just, dude, you know I've got some pretty uh, dark dark and deep cockles in my heart. You know this. You've known me for 20 years, right. dude. You know, 
Dude, nothing does my heart better. Nothing than the worst team in 40 years for the University of Virginia. And we roll into Chapel Hill as 24-point underdogs and beat Carolina, dude. I just yeah, I can't uh, even it's begin to ugly from you. a Carolina standpoint. <laughs> pretty ugly. By the way, speaking of, uh, we, we have brought up Virginia sports. And I was flicking around. I got ESPN Plus, And I love what they're doing now with the – you know, they'll have games like Fordham against Stetson and stuff like that. However, I was flipping around, and did you know that Liberty, which used to be Liberty Baptist, has a hockey team? <laughs> I did not know that, dude. Okay, first of all, ECU doesn't have a hockey team. The money to, to have a hockey team and field all the other teams, what kind of money does Liberty have? Dude. And, and they play in a new arena, I might add. I mean, it's not very big, but it's still new. Dude. I mean, I was blown away that they had a hockey team because, you know, 10-year-old me would have been like, yeah, I'm going to Liberty to play hockey. <laughs> did you did, – did uh, 10-year-old Rich Clark, uh, growing up in the mean streets of Roanoke, or, uh, of Richmond, Virginia, did, uh, did he have like uh, – did you have a hockey stick? Did you play a little street hockey? Oh, I, I played in a league. I was a goalie. I thought we had what? this conversation. Uh, yeah, may, I got the pad. Know, we may have. Go ahead, rehash it because yeah. my old butt's forgotten it. Tell us again. I, I had the pad hockey. I was a goalie. I had the pads. I had the Jason Voorhees mask. The whole nine yards. <laughs> um, yeah, man. My I my favorite not, goalie at that I time. I remember that. I do not remember that. But that's awesome. My my favorite goalie at that time was Bernie Pollock, who played for the Flyers because Richmond, the Richmond Robins were the farm team for the Flyers. Uh-huh. So I get to see him every once a year. Um, yeah, man, it was. I was all about him. My first sport I ever played, you know, organized was hockey. Dude, that I learned something new. And like I said, I do. Now that you mentioned, I think it's been brought up before. But heck, I guarantee there are listeners who didn't know that, and I, I, I can't really remember that myself. That is awesome. Well, so are you a uh, Flyers another, fan? Do you remain a Flyers fan? Or? I, I'm not. I'm not. I used to root for the Islanders when they got good when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I, I, I'm kind of all the sports except NFL. I don't really have a team. I have players I like to root for and situations I root for. But um, Dallas is the only actual team I have. So like okay. the rule is I, I don't have any other NFL paraphernalia in my house. It's not allowed in here. When when somebody gave Glenn a Carolina Panthers shirt, I was like, no, that's no. <laughs> Take that outside, use it as a car wash rag or something. Wow, dude, that is awesome, man. Well, uh, oh, but side note to the hockey, when I moved to Florida in, I was 23, 22, um, Fort Myers, Florida, when I first moved there, uh, they actually had a roller, outside roller hockey league, roller skates. And they had boards and like they basically had taken a small concrete basketball court and they put boards on it and you, they had a league. Wow. Yeah, Dude, it was that's great. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I know, Florida. I was like, when I got down there, I was like, you got to be kidding me, really? But I guess they got so many transplants down there, you know. Absolutely, dude. Well, I, I've got to get a couple, man. And we are, man. I promise. I, I, yeah, let's myself, get to it. Well, no, 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 no. I've got to get. Uh, a couple of, I want to put a quarter in a couple other machines here. And the first one is dude, your alma mater ECU, man. I mean, talk about hit. Yeah. Talk about hitting. I'm not lows, surprised. I would have, well, I know you're not, 
and I know you were picking on me on, we were uh, texting back and forth on Saturday and I, I don't know, but I think it was either you or somebody said something along the lines of how about that? Uh, how about that seven and five finish for, that would uh, be me. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was, you. yeah, I'll do me. I've been, I'm wrong a lot. I'm right. I'm wrong a lot more times than I like to admit, dude. I don't remember the last time I was as wrong as I have been about this, Rich. I mean, I, uh, I, another side note on that is I've said that they would have every this team, this game would be atrocious. It'd be like sixteen to ten. What was it, ten to seven or something? Ten to six. <laughs> like nobody could score. It well, was. I it was you like said watching three to nothing. I think is what well, you said, or three yeah, to nothing, it, or two to low. nothing, or something like. Hey, dude. Hey. You were not far off, man. No, it was, it was ugly to watch. I watched it, and it was ugly to watch. Well, I was, at, really was. Well, I told you uh, on Saturday, you know, like I said, you, you and I were messaging back and forth. I was out at Brandfest uh, Saturday, but I had my phone in my lap, and Linda and I were watching. So I watched pretty much the entire fourth quarter of that game. And, oh, well, I, I call it a game. I just did air quotes when I said game, okay? I mean, here's what I don't understand, dude. And, again, you are – this is your alma mater, so you have the right to say whatever you want to say, Rich. I mean, it is mm-hmm. what it is. Dude, the defense is not bad. It's actually no, – they I have told got, you. They've got as it's good a, a defense as they've had in the last 20 years, dude. It's just – Yeah, absolutely. Dude, that last offense – Last two decades. Dude, that offense is unimaginative. Yeah. They is that the nice way to say? How would you describe their offense, dude? Uh, I would I would describe their offense as having no plan. It's like they just go out there and they flip the playbook around and go, "How about that one?" And then the next time they thumb through and stop and say, "Let's run this one." There's no plan. There's no. You're not doing anything purposely. Um, they're not setting anything up to try to do anything later. Here's a question I got about, particularly football. You see this all the time in the NFL and college. When something's not working, why do football coaches have such a hard time of trying something different? I mean, where are, how many games in are we in with this kid? And he can't throw. I mean, he can throw hard. He's probably a great baseball pitcher, but he can't quarterback. Yeah. So how long do you plan to do this? How many games do you need to see – before you try anything else. I mean, at this point, I would have put a safety back there and just, you know, run around because yeah. it's terrible. So, and, and we keep rolling out the same stuff, and it's the same problems week after week after week. And it's not just – this is not a characteristic of ECU. This is a characteristic of football teams in general. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, how many times – how many often is the Redskins rolled out the Redskins? The commanders rolled out the same – Sorry, offensive line. You can't find anybody else that you want to try to see if they can play. You're going to keep putting the same five guys out there, even though they're giving Sam Howell a pace to break the league sack record by 20. God. Think about that. Oh, dude, I know. I know. And, And yet you make no changes. You're like, okay, we're good. Let's run it back. Well, did you hear? I don't understand. Did you hear about the Iowa game this weekend? I think it was Iowa, Minnesota, and it it speaks to this. And it might have been on our boy uh, Bill Simmons show. As folks should know, Rich and I unapologetically, we're probably two of the biggest Bill Simmons fans in the world. Definitely in Eastern North Carolina. I know you soak up every minute of content he put, and I do too, man. I mean, I oh, the the three part NBA thing was just like a you know 
Well, I probably shouldn't say that on the air. I was going to say like a three-hour thing for me, but you know. Well, I've just started part three of that, and I think there's even a new one that came out uh, Sunday night. There is. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a little bit behind. I'm three or four hours behind now. But anyway, but uh, I'm I'm not sure if I heard it there or if I heard it on Steve Zabin's uh, podcast, but it bears to be repeated here. And that's the reason I want to give credit to somebody else. I did not come up with this myself here, Rich. But did you hear about the Iowa-Minnesota game this past week? What happened? They are have Vegas is actually bleeding money this year from the NFL and college football. What on on over unders? There have been so many unders this year, and they yeah, keep yep. trying to go under. They, I mean, Vegas keeps trying to set these numbers lower and lower and lower. Dude, this past week uh, in the NFL, or no, it wasn't this past Sunday. It just uh, entered this past weekend. It was the weekend before. Dude, unders won. 12 went 12 2 and 1 okay how crazy is that that i mean you know vegas tries to keep you know this i don't have to tell you this but for uh you know maybe beginning uh betters or anything like that especially here on uh, uh bet on the bull.com they vegas doesn't try to win they try to keep everything at 500 they want every week uh for over unders to be eight and eight they want every week for uh you know if all 32 teams are playing they want uh uh, you know, for, uh, point spreads, they want to go eight and eight because they, they don't win on whether the games are won or not. They win on the VIGs, you know I mean? They win on right. uh, what people no, absolutely. Exactly. They, they don't care. They just want to keep everything even. So people are betting on both sides of the aisle or they're bleeding money. I mean, they, uh, talked about one of the, uh, casinos that had lost a billion dollars, dude, a billion dollars to this point in the season just on over-unders because people are learning, let's take the over-under. Okay, well, how does this tie back to Iowa, Minnesota? Well, it's not just happening in the uh, NFL. It's also at a 25-year low in college football, which goes back to what you were just saying, Rich, about how uh, nobody's imaginative anymore on offense. It's, uh, you know, you just don't say, unless you're Miami, the Dolphins and all that. But let me get to Iowa, Minnesota. Dude, <laughs> don't, you haven't looked up the score, have you? No. Okay, good, 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 because I want this to be uh, organic here. So it got so bad in the Iowa-Minnesota game, the over-under for the Iowa-Minnesota game this past Saturday was 31.5, Richard Clark. 31.5. Now, do you want to guess what the final score was? What was it? 12 to 10. Mm-hmm. So if you well, had, so if none, let me just say so if you had banged the under again in the Iowa Minnesota game, guess what? You won again. Twelve to ten was the final score, Rich. Here's the thing: <laughs> it's one of two things, or both. One is the obvious: it's bad quarterback play. You know, for all these eight on it, seven on seven camps, and all this stuff. We got some pretty bad quarterback play in college in the NFL right now. You know what I mean? I mean look at the NFL. I mean, what are there really like eight Lord. quarterbacks that are playing good right now, playing Dude, well? Wait a minute. Are there eight? I was, I was going to say six. I was going to say five to six. Josh Allen, who's supposed to be all world, dude, looks like. Looks terrible. Oh, my God. He looks terrible. Now, to be fair, there is no bigger league that is a week to week league than NFL. Okay. It changes week to week. No other league is like that. None of them. NASCAR, baseball, basketball, hockey, none of them. Football is the only one for the for a good reason. They play fewer games. 
But from one week to the next, you can be living with the gods or completely in the mud. I mean, it's what it is. But that being way. said, like it. you That's said, a good way to put it, dude. You, you, there's, there's only at this point, there's only one elite quarterback currently. Yeah. Mahomes. That's it. Yep. Burrow and Allen are playing pretty bad. Yep. And Burrow played better this past time, but still. And, like and then said, what you said earlier, if two is playing a bad team, he looks so he looks all world. Right. Well, it's like Dak. Where would you put Dak? You're not a Cowboys fan. Where would you put him right now? He's got to be. Uh, if it was, well, I was going to say top 16. <laughs> You're 16? right. I'm not, I was going to say top 16, top half of the league. No, but he, you, honestly, if you're being honest and realistic, uh, he's got to be top he, six or eight. Uh, Dak Prescott? Okay, who are you putting above him? Oh, okay, Mahomes. Mahomes, uh, Burrow, Allen. Yeah, Tua. Okay. I think Tua's better than he is. All right, I'll give you that one. Uh, good Lord, yeah, talk I, about putting me like on Like I the said, spot, I rest yeah. my case. Yeah, dude, you I may, rest you my may case. be right. You're going to put... Herbert or, or Purdy or I any of those? Put, I would put Herbert. I would put Herbert. You're right, Herbert. I would put – so we're up to five then. Good Lord, dude. Uh, Geno See Smith, what I'm saying? Uh, Geno Smith, dude, when you look at numbers. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm not giving you that one. You're That's not, not happening. Uh, dude, uh, your guy down in Houston, the rookie in Houston, he's having a really Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, but you're not going to take him ahead of Dak if you had to win a game tomorrow. I very well yeah, might, okay. dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, but, but see, my point but, is this. But you know, you made your point earlier about right. that, dude. No, 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 that I'm anti-Dallas about as hard as it gets, and I can't give Dak anything, man. But uh, yeah, well, he's, the point he's top being, seven. He's top seven at least. The, the quarterback play is down across the board. Yeah. And there's also the other possibility that maybe after all these years of these massive point totals that the defenses are really catching up a little bit. There is that possibility because they, they, you know, maybe, maybe they figured some things out after 10 years of getting run in the dirt. Um, Cause the scores are, the score uh, were up. Scoring was way up across the board in college and even NFL for a while. So maybe, maybe it's just one of those circular things. I don't think so. I think it's bad quarterback play, but we shall see. We absolutely shall. Okay, well, that's all. Hey, I will, we need 20 minutes on this to wrap up the NBA ceiling floor and to it. get your award winners and all that. Uh, I tell you, before I do that, though, I do have to thank a sponsor. I've got to do better with this, man. I mean, they're, they're paying for the show, dude. Who are you telling? Uh, so, hey, thank you to a Rendell Parrot Academy. It's the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in our region located on a beautiful 80-acre campus right here in Kinston. Parrot Academy draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including Kinston, Wilson, Greenville, uh, Newburn, Goldsboro, Trenton, Jacksonville. Uh, in fact, listen, if you're listening to the show right now on terrestrial radio, you can send your child to uh, Arundel Parrot Academy, the best private school in eastern North Carolina. APA students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road right here in Kenston. Go uh, go visit David Moody. Tell him the Brian Hanks show and Richard Clark sent you. You don't mind if they, if they tell him that, right? It's probably not going to happen, but okay. <laughs> there you go. Okay, let's jump into this. Uh, we have done all five divisions. All you need to do 
is uh, go to uh, go to com. Go to SoundCloud.com. Look at Richard Clark's last five visits with us, and he has broken down uh, all the, the other five divisions in the uh, Eastern Conference, Atlantic, Central, and Southeast, in the uh, Western Conference, the Northwest and Pacific. He's done that over the previous five weeks, and you can see how he's got that. We won't rehash all of those because we need to jump into the Southwest. And, yes, it was intentional. We have saved, in my opinion, not the best division by any stretch, but the one that means more to Kenston folks here, Rich. I mean, in that we've got Reggie playing in, da- in Dallas. I've still got him in Dallas. Reggie playing in Houston and uh, Brandon playing in New Orleans. Uh, now, what we do is ceiling floor is uh, we get Rich to pick. If I, as far as I know, I'm still claiming this one, Richard. We're the first ones to do this. Now, everybody else will do their win totals. Like I said, our boy Bill Simmons, he'll do win totals. But nobody else does what Richard Clark does. He will look and say, hey, this is what I think the ceiling is for this team. This is what I think the floor is for this team. We've done it for 25 other teams in the in, in the NBA we're doing it for the final five teams now in the Southwest Division. And I'm wanting to get done with this I, just to give you a heads up about five till the hour because I want to get your uh, your uh, preseason MVP, your preseason rookie of the year, uh, most improved player, who you think is going to be in the NBA Finals and all that. So, I, hey, we got a lot to do in the next 16, 17 <laughs> minutes. Okay? I, know. I know, right? So pretty tall task, bro. Uh, exactly, dude. Because uh, uh, like Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> exactly. Hey, tonight the season begins. Lakers and Nuggets. Lakers at Nuggets. They'll raise their uh, championship banner in Denver tonight. That'll be on TNT at seven thirty, and then at uh, ten o'clock tonight, the Suns and Warriors. I mean, before hey, give me thirty seconds on. That's a pretty doggone good way to start a season, isn't it? Lakers, Nuggets, Suns. Yeah. Warriors. That, that. They're bringing out the, a typical NBA. They're bringing out the star power for this one. Um, they want you to see Jovic right off the bat. And, of course, LeBron's going to be in the mix. And then they give you Curry and uh, Curry and them in the background. So, on the back game. So, uh, it's typical NBA stuff. Oh, the real it, season starts tomorrow. It does. You're, you're absolutely right. But, like I said, I, just, I love this. That it's just ended up that this is the way we're doing it. Hey, let's uh, look at the, uh, uh, like I said, the Southwest. NBA Southwest Division. Uh, I am, hold on, I'm pulling up uh, last year's. I've got the Vegas stuff, but I wanted to pull up last year's. Uh, last year in the uh, Southwest Division, Memphis won, and pretty easily they won 51 wins for the Grizzlies last year. Uh, our Pelicans went 42-40, and 40, uh, and then the other three teams in the division, Rich, didn't even make the playoffs. They didn't even make the uh, play-in tournament. Dallas went 38-44. and 44. Houston and San Antonio both went 22-60. and 60. So uh, not exactly the best division in the NBA last year. Well, and, and it gets it gets worse because the Pelicans started twenty nine and twelve. Yep, they did. So you know, do the math on that one. Uh, what well, uh, thirteen and twenty? Good lord, yeah. thirteen and twenty eight or whatever over the last yeah, uh, half not of the great. season. But uh, this is I wanted to give this to you, Vegas. This is the way as of right before the show started. I went to. Uh, uh, VegasInsider.com and checked it out. They've got Memphis uh, actually dropping five games from last year, but still winning the, the division. Uh, their over-under is 46-and-a-half wins. They've got New Orleans, again, finishing second, but with 44-and-a-half wins, up from two-and-a-half wins from last year. They've got Dallas. This was a pretty big jump, 43-and-a-half. That's up from 38 from last year. And then Houston. Well, how about this, dude? Houston. 31 and a half wins. That's almost 10 wins. If you take the over, 
you're going up 10 wins for the Rockets in San Antonio, who was 22 wins last year, to 28 and a half wins. So we'll start uh, with Memphis, uh, 46 and a half wins. Uh, per, uh, it's a pretty big drop, dude, to go from 51 to potentially 47, especially in the you know in these uh, in the betting window kind of thing. Where do you uh, tell us about Memphis? Where do you have them ceiling floor, Richard Clark? I'm gonna say their ceiling is at 47. I think they're wow. not gonna. I mean, they they just lost Stephen Adams for the year, and we all saw how that played out when they lost him last year. They don't have any John Morant for 25 games. That's not a small number. 25 is a lot. Um, so I mean, if this team goes 12 and 13, you know, out of the gate, and you only got what 50 games left to get another. 30 wins? Yeah, I don't see it. So I'm going to say their their ceiling is 47, but I'm going to say their floor is 40. Okay, there you go. i got to ask you this about Jaw, and I know I'm not trying to spend a whole lot of time on all these things because I really want to talk Houston and uh, New Orleans here with our local players on it. But Jaw's an idiot. Did you read Let's that piece? Say, I did not. I did not. Now, I know you oh, said it to my me. Goodness. I, I need to, but, but I think – is now, why is the NBA? Well, let me say, let me ask you this, Rich. Why is the NBA trying to? Inst- I don't know. Uh, not legalize, but uh, I, I just I think it's unfair, dude. I really do. Now, is John an idiot? Yes, he's an idiot for doing what he's done. But I mean, you're costing this man tens of millions of dollars, dude. I mean, for something uh, I- that he didn't did he hurt anybody? Did he hurt? No. I, dude, I just don't get it, man. I mean, your thoughts on John Moran in this I, situation? I think there's a couple things going on. One, that piece that came out on ESPN was clearly a a hit piece. You know what I mean? That was a PR move by the team or whoever. So, But it was roof. It was brutal. Um, and, and not so much just brutal on him. His father and his friends and family in Memphis. I need to so read I it. Think, yeah, you sent it to me. I just haven't read it yet. I think what ended up happening here is, you know, Ja was, for lack of a better way to say it, he was the best American player, young player they had. And then him acting up like this really put the NBA in a bad PR situation, which is why I think they came down on him so hard. That and the fact that he lied to him and literally went and did the same thing the next day. I mean, it was like a week later after he met with the commissioner that he went and did the second thing he did. But if you read that article, it goes back way further than that. So, um, you know, while I think it's probably a lot, I think it was probably coming to that anyway. And I think maybe that's why they came down so hard is to try to get it a point across. Because by all accounts, they sat down, not the NBA, but Memphis sat down with Ja and his father twice to try to get this straightened out, and he blew them off. Wow. Now, again... We're only getting one side of that story from that ESPN piece. So, you know, I'm always leery of these. Hey, he was a bad guy piece after something happens. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That just reeks of PR to me. Well, and it, um, it, so, it reeks of piling on also. I mean, it's easy to, when something like that's been handed down to, uh, then the people come out of the weeds. Well, this, this, and this, right? Right, right. So I'm, I'm a little bit dubious on some of that, but. Um, I, I will say this. It didn't read well. Yeah. It read like, you know, you don't have it as much now, but when you and I were younger men, the, we, this story played out a lot. 
humble kid that came from nowhere comes up and he's appreciative and he becomes a star and then he becomes a star, a diva. We saw this play out across the board in our lifetime uh, with all the stuff that was going on in Hollywood and sports and politics and everything else. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the reasons that they came down so hard is because of, of this. The, this just reeks of all the red flags of I've become really big headed and really entitled and I want to do whatever I want to do. Um, and I hope it's not true because if it is, we're looking at a train wreck coming. And I hope, I hope I'm with you. I hope it doesn't happen. Okay. Uh, ceiling floor for Memphis. Hey, uh, we only spent 10 minutes on Memphis. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. 47, <laughs> 47 and 40 is the floor. There you go. 47 for the ceiling, 40 for the floor. Next up, Brandon Ingram and our new Orleans Pelicans. They're over under is at 44 and a half. And, dude, there's a part of me that thinks, you know what, if they could just get it together, dude, wh- who's to say the Pelicans couldn't be a 50-win team, dude, and and be the third seed out of the Western Conference? But, I mean, not that I'm going to do my ceiling floor, but I could see them winning 50 or 51. But, Richard, I could also see them winning 32 this year, too. Is yeah, there that's a right. More that's dis- exactly right. Is there a more disparate team in ceiling floor than New Orleans this year, in your opinion? Uh, they're, they're one of the they're one of the teams in this particular scenario you're speaking about. However, this entire division, when you get down to what we're doing right now, you're basically making a bet on one specific idol. For Memphis, we're making a bet that Ja's going to clean his stuff up. Whatever way you're going on that bet, that's the bet. You know what I mean? This one here is a bet on Brandon and Zion. Um, I sent you a stat that him and CJ have played 172 minutes together. <laughs> Brandon Zion and CJ have played 172 minutes together in two years. Good so, lord, dude! When you look at that, that's not even four full games. Yeah, I mean, what? So, dude, so 48 minutes in a game. So what? 96, 192, dude. They've not played full four full games together, dude. And and the crazy thing is, you know, Brand, uh, not Brandon Zion gets a lot of the publicity on the not playing and all that kind of thing. But if you go back and you look at Brandon's overall, he doesn't play a lot of games, man. He misses a ton of games every year. And I say that to say this, he's not getting any younger. That number usually goes up as they get older. It doesn't go down. Uh, typically. Well, my heart was broken a little bit by the USA experience this year. I was so excited about him playing for the American team. And, yeah. And going into it, they every picture you saw, he was one of the two or three players, you know, posing for it. And by what the happened? end of it, I, dude, that's what I was going to ask you, man. I mean, again, your ears closer to the ground on, uh, and you watch every minute, you absorb every minute of this. I've not talked to Donald. I don't know what happened. I know they were saying there was an injury the last two games. He wasn't even with the team for the last two games of the FIBA tournament in the Philippines. It wasn't even an injury. It was like he was sick or something. Yeah, it was something like that. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, just, I, I, I know that everybody's been – Steve Kerr and all the, uh, the coaching staff has been very uh, sensitive and careful about what they've said about this. And you heard nothing from Brandon's camp on it. So I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. It's one of those weird things. It, you know, it was clear he wasn't happy and he wasn't playing well. Now we don't know why. Um, I don't know. You know what? It, this is what it seems to me, dude. Is I 
usually when something like that happens, and I'm not just talking about with Brandon, I'm talking about with any athlete, and I'm not just talking about the NBA. I mean, heck, the deal with uh, uh, Bijan Robinson this past weekend with uh, the Atlanta Falcons, where he carried it one time, then we turn. It turns out he was nursing an injury, and nobody said anything about it. It just makes me think. I say that to say this, Rich. It makes me wonder if he was just, you know, if he had some kind of injury that he just didn't really talk about, and maybe they discovered it when they're over there. And you know, and he's a listen. He's a competitive son of a gun, man. I mean, he wants to play at the highest level, and he wants to play all the time. Maybe it's just one of those cases where he had an injury that just wasn't revealed. That that's the way I'm looking at it, Rich. Well, that and that's definitely the glass half full way of looking at it. Yeah, um, no question. And, and you probably should, given the hometown thing and all that stuff. So <laughs> I'm more, I'm more, I'm leery of what it might be because it would highlight some of the questions I've had surrounding um, the team and his ability to play with Zion and things like that. Well, see, so you can, I don't really want to comment on it yet because well, I don't what know. I was going to say you can be the non-biased. Uh, observer of the league, I, I I really can't, dude. I mean, I you know I've watched Brandon since he was literally ten years old. Yeah, I mean, to, running around the gym at Kingston High School when Bo was playing there. You know, I, I worry that. Okay, let's say that you're really good at you're a really good boxer and you can knock people out. But what happens when you get to a place and the guy you're fighting is better at the same stuff that you're good at? What if that's the case? You see what I'm saying? I do. And I yeah. think maybe that's where we're at. I think that his style of play is good, but it's not as good as, say, a Kevin Durant, which is essentially kind of how who he is. He's like a junior version of that or whatever you want to call it. Um, so what if that's the case? You know what I mean? Because I worried – I really was hoping this would work for him because – you can find out a lot about it, about a guy that played when they play on these teams like this. Yeah. Um, like Brunson. You found out that Brunson wasn't the guy yep. that they thought he was going to be um, because he's a ball-heavy usage guy, and he's not the best one on the court. So when you're, when you're ball-heavy usage, but you're not the best player on the team, there's problems going to be coming. It just is. I worry about that with Brandon, but we'll see. Uh, Zion has not played a lot very much at all. And those two and their ability to play together is going to carry this team one way or the other. There you go. We're well, um, ceiling floor. So, Dude, we've, <laughs> we're we two minutes from the top of the hour. So. 45 is their, is their ceiling, and I'm going to say 35 is their floor because uh, they got some talent. Uh, they do have talent. That's what I'm saying. I think if, if they were to have a magical season and Brandon's healthy, which he was not last year, and Zion's healthy, which he was not last year, Dude, I could honestly see this team going 50 and 32, winning this division and, you know, going a round or two deep in the playoffs. Okay, next up, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I guess the question comes to this. If Zion and Brandon were cars, which one would you take for a trip to California? (laughs) Brandon. But, you know, I'm by. There you go. go. I'm by. Okay, Dallas, over under. We've got to bang through these last All right, we're going to go quick. Yeah, Dallas, 43 and a half. Forty-five is their is their toe is their ceiling if Luca and Kyrie can figure it out. But they're probably looking at thirty-three as a floor because they're not very good. Good God! And if, and if something happens, either one of them, they're in trouble. As I said before, every team in this division is a bet. Your bet on this one is Kyrie. They say you think that's a good bet? 
<laughs> Not at all. Okay. I, I, God, I hate to do this, but uh, I, I need a couple minutes on the Houston Rockets, though. It's where Reggie's ended up. He is okay. signed. Uh, he is uh, good. It looks like he's going to be coming off the bench for him, though. And he is the veteran presence for this Rockets team, which I know he cherishes. I mean, you know, when we had him here in the studio, what, two months ago, uh, that's why he talked about wherever he ended up, he wanted to be that veteran presence on a team. Hey, <laughs> he's definitely going to be that with Houston, isn't he? Hey, he's the oldest player on the team, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. This team is interesting. They got some talent. And, again, going back to my, my premise, the bet here is on Indoka. Yep. Is he the coach that we think he is? If he is, this is a 40-win team. Wow. If he isn't, this is a 25 Win team. So is that your ceiling floor for them then? Yeah, yeah. I like. I love the talent on this team. I'm just not sure that he can put it all together in one year. What do you see, Reggie? And I've got to get a minute from you on this. What do you see Reggie's role being? I think Reggie plays about 15 minutes a night, and he closes a lot of games because they're going to have somebody in foul trouble or somebody hurt. I mean, he's going to basically play for Dylan Brooks or Van Fleet, whichever one is not available. Okay. He's going to cover their minutes. I love it, dude. And again, dude, entering his 11th year in the NBA, I love Reggie and I, you know, again, another kid that I've watched grow from uh, his seventh grade year over at Rochelle Middle School. But if you had told me, you know, what, back in 2013 when he left, uh, when he left uh, Carolina that he would be in the league 11 years later, I'm not so sure I would have taken that. But, and I'm not saying that to denigrate him or anything, Rich. I'm just no, saying. No, no, no. I mean, dude, in 11, how many players came in with him in that 2013 Man, draft look, who are not just, still in the league today, dude? Just in the draft that Anthony Edwards and them were in, which is, what, three, four years ago? Is that right? Yeah. Um, whatever that is, there are 11 first-rounders that they did not offer extensions to. Wow. Think about that for a minute now. The number two pick, James Wiseman, did not get offered an extension. That's the lead. So for Reggie to do this, my point is, you know, people getting there is one thing. That's hard enough. Staying there is something entirely different. I want to do this real quick, and I know that we're so up against the clock, man, but I don't care. We got to do this right here, dude. Here are the the draft. Now, remember, he was drafted, uh, what, 25th overall. Here are the players in front. No, 25th overall by the Clippers. Anthony Bennett, is he still in the league? Nope. Uh, number one nope. overall, Anthony Bennett. Still Probably the worst league. number one pick ever. Probably was. Victor Oladipo. Wow. Is he Victor, still in the league? He barely. Otto Porter Jr. Wow. Otto might still be in the league, though. Uh, see, I love Dude, we're doing this with you next week, so don't be practicing. I'm going to do the Charles Barkley game with you next week and just name players, and you tell me who they're playing for. And we're going to do like – dude, we're going to do like 20 of them, okay? And I'm going to pick some random-ass players. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that now. Cody Zeller. Now, he is still – isn't he? doesn't he play he, – he's still in the league, right? Yes, yes. I think he's a backup big man for uh, – he was with Charlotte or, or Denver or somebody like that. <laughs> dude, Alex Lynn. Oh, he's still, he might be still in the league, though, because I think he played a little bit last year for Phoenix. Well, Alec, or I mean, uh, Nerland's Noel. Ah, barely in the league. Last year was with Portland. Yeah, ben McLemore. Ben's out. Yep. Kentavious Caldwell-Pope. Now, he's still in the league, right? 
He's still in the league playing for Denver. Yep, Trey Burke, I know he's still in. C.J. McCollum, he's still in. Michael Carter-Williams, he's still in, right? No. He's, he's out. He's gone. Yeah, Steven Adams, gone. you were just talking about Steven Adams. Uh, Kelly Olenek, I know he's still in. Uh, Shabazz Muhammad. Gone, way gone. Uh, and then, dude, uh, the, <laughs> hey, have you heard of this guy called Giannis Antetokopukamonoko? <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that is. Never heard of that guy. Yeah, he's a uh, wow. That's low. That's way down in it, dude. Fifteenth. He was the fifteenth. You know, pick. funny. Funny thing is, well, everybody will look at that draft and think Anthony Bennett and think what a bad draft. But you just whipped off a bunch of names that are still in the league. Yeah, yeah. So the draft must have not have been that bad because, like I said, for Reggie to stay this long as a twenty fifth pick, twenty sixth pick, that's that's not an easy feat. It's just not. The NBA is the hardest league to get in and stay in, period. Well, it's you, not even close. I will do the research next week, and I will have where these players are if they're still in the league, especially after a week of uh, games going. Anyway, okay. Hey, we got to get this last one here. San Antonio, uh, 28 and a half. I, I'd say 25 is probably their, their ceiling, and probably 15 is their floor. Um, we're assuming that Victor is not going to play all these games. I know I wouldn't play him all these games. I probably wouldn't blame any back-to-back just because you need him to get used to this. Uh, the, the, there's no schedule like the NBA schedule. You know what I mean? It's like the difference in baseball and hockey because their schedules are just so much more, so much more intense than, than their amateur versions or other leagues or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Even the European pros only play like once a week or twice a week. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Okay. Hey, uh, we so we've gone through all that. So you've got Memphis then winning the division. Is that correct? Yes. I'm not happy about it because I don't <laughs> think they're nearly as good as they were last year. Well, very good. Well, I tell you what, uh, let, let, we've got to hit this. Dude. We're only Hey, we're only five minutes into the second hour already, but I don't care, man. This is awesome. I just messaged David Watkins and told him uh, we're a couple minutes out. So uh, MVP, who you got? Uh, your candidates and who you got winning MVP this year? I, I'm going to go. I can't, I can't pick Joker again, so I'll just keep it kind of chalk and say Giannis. Okay. Um, I just I love Giannis. I really do. I think Jovic is the most skilled player in the league, but nobody plays as hard as Giannis all the time. So rookie, I'll say Giannis. Rookie of the year. Everybody's going to want to say Victor. I'm going to say Scoot just because I just wow. don't know if Victor's going to play all them games. I mean, you got to play a certain amount of games now. Like, yeah. what is it, 65 or something? I think it's 65. Um, right? So I, I just think Scoot's going to play more games. Okay, uh, Western. Uh, let's go Eastern. Con- Eastern Conference representative in the uh, NBA Finals. Eastern Conference representative. I'm going to go with with Boston. I just yeah, think they baby. got the best team. I love it, and you even changed that when the trade happened originally, and that was the yeah. very first one we did five weeks ago. Which what a month and a I week love, ago. Look, there was a play. The, I watched them play the other night, and there was a play that you know, gets no notice. And it just sums up True Holiday so much. And I know you've got to be quick. They kicked it out, and he caught it at about half court. Without a hesitation, he immediately turned and looked up court and hit Derek White in stride for a dunk. See, that's just knowing how to play basketball, and we take that for granted. How about the Western Conference? I'm going to go just something crazy and say the Lakers. Wow. Dude, I, I think would that Denver's make, probably would, the best team, but 
But would you know? that make the NBA happy? So you've got a Celtics-Lakers final in June of 24. Who are going to be the champions, dude? I'm going to say the Celtics. But, you know, if the league gets LeBron there in his last year, watch out. Dude. Watch out for Scott Foster. Hey, man. Yeah, exactly. Hey, man, from your lips to God's ears. <laughs> hey, you know, hey, I'm a Celtics guy. You know that, man. So I am giddy as a schoolgirl. That is awesome. So, dude, listen, we have done it, man. Six weeks of ceiling floor again. You want to know? I love it. And we got it all in before the season started, dude. That is Barely. awesome. Barely. Yeah. Oh, we're only like eight minutes over right now, too. But listen, Rich. Thank you. I appreciate you. If you want to hear any of these, go back to uh, brianhanks.com. Look at Rich's last six visits, and you can get all of those. Dude, thank you so much, okay? All right. Thanks for having me. There you go. Uh, that'll wrap up our first hour and eight minutes of today's show. Coming up here in just a few moments, David Watkins from True Smoke Smokeout, or the True Smoke 4th uh, Annual Smokeout here on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.